throw that away. I don't know how good this episode's going to be, but after our magical theory, magical philosophy conversation, I'm saying because of the AC, I don't know how well this is all going to actually pick up. That's fine. I'll start over. But, like, so, I have read a lot of witchcraft books, a lot of debunking Christianity books, written by people that practice witchcraft. So, um, and break down, you know, parts of the Bible that are describing, and also the Torah that are describing witchcraft, and actually using energy words for the tree of life and whatnot. So, like, this is, but this is the backbone. As we're talking about this, though, I also want you to explain what your personal definition is of witchcraft. To the base bone. Base phone, it is manipulating energy to gain an advantage on everyday life. Okay. It is literally to. I, it's the same find, as mine, manipulating and, and the. So the human body can only manipulate so much energy. So we need, as I saw the sea witch, I will call you out, and I love you. It's called um, shout out, not call out. Or shout out. Um. She was talking about batteries, and I didn't get to that part, but I will say... Herkimer Diamond is one well, of those well, batteries okay, that they're but talking about. I will about. also say that using plants in your craft are also batteries. Yeah, you can... Because boost your intentions you can all, and, and what you're trying to strive And what at. you're talking... And what he's talking about is you can tether the energy of a single spell to preferably a tree, something that you know for a fact is going to thrive. Um, you tether it to it. So instead of like keeping a jar, having to shake it, things like that, when you connect something to a tree or another plant or like a crystal as a battery source, it's almost like a mojo, a mojo bag and or a honey jar. It is something that is constantly being fed. So it, it's just it's like a crystal that you, you no longer have to uh, cleanse and put up under the full moon. It, it in itself sustains its own energy. When you connect a spell like that, as long as it actually each other accept each other, because there have been multiple times well, it will not accept it fully, and you make that full connection, it is a spell that could, as long as that living tree or plant is still thriving and living, that spell continues. But, like, when we had that little bit happen with us a little while back, and I just literally, and actually I was very inebriated, but... I was mad, and something connected with me, and I literally channeled it, that thing that I wrote down, if I would have created that, what would that have been? Well, I still have the list. I'm just saying, how would that have worked out? Damn sure would have fucked some people up due to the fact that, and I've said this in content before, you look at things of how most witches should, but you do it, and that's the reason I call I call you a like straight up witch, whether you know it or not, whether you claim it or not. The way that you've looked at certain common day, everyday plants, depending on your region, exactly, that's the baseline of how correspondence is made. You look at... You, have, you observe an object or a plant or whatever the fuck you're trying to use and how it is and how it is seen in yep. everyday lives and, and then you in, apply to that done. to magic. Absolutely. 
because you have to take so correspondence. We talk about correspondence. So besides the magic side, you gotta look at a plant by how it grows, what it does, what are what are its uh, attributes to it. This is like a fucking game. Well, it's really. like the bleeding heart. I'm actually gonna cut this off really quick. Um, if this starts getting warm, I'll cut it back on. It's like a bleeding heart. A bleeding heart magically stands for love magic due to the fact... Well, it stands for love magic and it also stands for adult time. Fallacy time. Um, but it, it literally looks like a broken heart that's bleeding. Most of our common day herbs, magically speaking, if you look at them in certain ways, they literally, random person looked at it and it's like, you know what? You look like a ball sack. So, I'm going to use you in uh, magic for fertility, uh, stable, not stability. Alright, part two, because there's a small glitch. Uh, this is after hours, the AC's on, but you should still be able to hear us. Just use headphones or a radio if you can. Continue. Well, I can't pick up where I was. Magic. The theory of magic. Well, well, I understand that. We just so, explained how you're really, really good uh, at taking something, well, or no, the baseline of correspondences. The, yeah, like, so correspondence is just, like, how something reacts in everyday life, basically. Like, we're not talking about crystals, and that goes into a whole other area. Yeah, no, no, no. But, Primarily, everyday objects around you, which is also... Um, any most types of folk magic worldwide, they believe the same thing. The concept of a witch here recently, it always kind of, depending on the person, it always kind of goes back to like, you know, we're the witches uh, that your grandparents or whatever the fuck could not burn. But if we look at how we view witchcraft now, it's weird because like, do you honestly think people back in the 16th, 14th, and 15th century, 13th, 14th, 12th, 11th century had crystals and like all this shit, Absolutely like an altar. Hell no, they were hiding. No, because witches back then, so they were taught do not speak of witchcraft. You are to hide in the shadows and you are to know everything. They were basically spies. They literally, and, and you can look this up. That witches were the first spies. They were supposed to look normal, act normal. They did their magic now, and they made their living through certain people. And, and on, you can look this up. You can and on top of that, um, specifically when you want to start looking that up in a more closer to modern day times, look up um, Louisiana, New Orleans. Oh, we all the way back to I, I understand that, but listen, Europe, the people, it, no, it, it bleeds into that, because the people that did that, and the reason they were so good at spies is because their jobs, no matter the part of history that you're at, um, they were the people that were around the powerful people that could hear everything that's going on. Like Marie Laveau, for an example, um, this is just kind of something that I've heard and I've talked about on uh, this podcast, or Marie Laveau talk, I mean, Bloody Mary talked about, um, they, basically, Marie Laveau had a lot of friends, and then where her position was at, she was also up there, so what she would wind up doing, and she had two different types of clientele, um, she had the, 
I don't know the proper term to say. I don't want to say workers because obviously we knew it was not that, but I also don't want to say the S word either. Um, the, no, she had her workers. And she no, 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 not her. her. No, no, the people that worked for all the, the people that were at the plantations. Man, she had clients. Yeah, her different types of clients. She has two different types. She had those. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm trying to come off as non-offensive to anybody, and I don't know the proper terms to say. Um, the people, the the people, the living people on the um, plantations, and then also the higher ups, if you will. And she would use them. I'm not saying she was a con artist because she would use magic in her spells, but she would listen to the help, if you will. Um, the help in all centuries throughout all history, they're the ones that knew the deepest secrets because they were around the highest of people. And, you know, how most people were treated back then, whatever you heard, you never repeated. So when somebody rich, you know, rich up there in society came to her, she knew a lot of other things as well on top of doing her divinations and her magic. So it kind of works hand in hand, and that's where that kind of, uh, what you were saying, they're like spies. It really yeah, was yeah, that. that. That was more, though, I mean, that's a little different. It's more for their protection of being unseen. No, well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, but that's also, knew. that's more European, not European. They've always been threatened. Well, it's from that thought process is also what most people here in the United States think of witchcraft, obviously, well, because yeah. voodoo, well, what I was talking about voodoo or Creole voodoo is also not technically categorized as witchcraft, depending on who you're talking about or depending on who you're talking to. Um, but what you're saying is primarily from the UK. Yeah, exactly. And I there mean, are some people over there that still there, believe there that. There was a point in time that fucking midwives were considered witches. No, because most witches were midwives. That, that's what I'm saying, is that, and, and you know, we had this point in time where that bled off, and the witchcraft, and the midwife bled off as healthcare got better. But the thing is... Well, I mean, all that, medical care is basically witchcraft. At, at its earliest evolution, it was witchcraft. It was well, alchemy. Yes, but what, what I was getting at is that... It just that, took the spiritual so, side from it. What ends up happening with younger witches is that, so, they get these platforms, so, I started studying witchcraft before, <laughs> Facebook, before, yeah, even, e did. even for fucking MySpace, like, uh, we had meetups. In other words, 80s and, and 90s, no, early, early 90s, 90s, and 80s. Like, like, it was before, and, and you know, like, my first book was that bullshit-ass fucking book. Teen Witch. And, you know, I got into it because I was new to it. And then I kind of, like, stumbled a little bit. And then I got into other stuff. But what, what I retained was the bones. Not the flesh of witchcraft. The bones. Now, since then, he's also read one or two other books. And then he's one been around me. For, okay, you've read other books that were not stemmed in Wicca. No, and then you've no, been around me. No, no, no. I have read probably close to 25 or 30 fucking books on it. On Wicca or witchcraft? Witchcraft. Okay. That's what I, I was trying. That's what I was trying. I was I, trying I'm, to make sure the listeners knew that you've also I read outside really of Wicca. Deep dive it. Especially because after meeting you, um, 
I really got into it and really deep dived it. But I don't retain. I, I've never really wanted to retain the teachings of what they do in their craft. I've kind of left them as they're teaching me how they do things. I have always kind of been like, well, that's how you do things. Which, by the way, that's how most books are written. I, I, I don't want how you do things. Any book you read, take, unless it comes to safety matter or something like that, and or invoking any type of ancient energy. I still don't want that. Take what works with you. No, I, I want, as I look at it, I'm going to sit down and kind of meditate on it and like kind of look at it. As in how they said it, and I'm going to do my own interpretation on that. Yes, but the reason that I stated what I just stated is for somebody who is just picking up, picking up a witch book, they should say, be in the first year. Like they're social media involved now. Trust me, they are. What I'm trying to say is if you were trying to, um, the most recent book that involved it, it's called uh, Blood and Bone. The second chapter that they have a small section on what they call uh, becoming the god or goddess. That is basically invoking them, as in you are fully taking them into you. Do not do something like that until, for one, your physical and your energetic bodies can hold up with that. Because, y'all, if you've been following me for a while, even on this podcast, you understand what can happen. There's a term for that. It's called fuck around and find out. You but in an actual a, literal sense, you, you can get hurt. an ancient entity into your fragile mortal being, and you are not set up for it. You don't have well, work. That's, you don't have fucking your mental stability. I understand, I understand all of this. The reason that I had mentioned that, and I'm glad that it got brought up, is because even the books that we read that were primarily Wicca, because in Wicca, that's called Drawing Down the Moon. I know, I know that. Everybody knows that. Um, there were two different. Most witches nowadays do due to our generation. Yes, they do. They just don't listen. To our generations, all of us seventies, eighties, and nineties, and shit, I'll even say early two thousands babies. Yeah, we already said that. If you live in the Western world, most witchcraft books that you were exposed to. Were pro- exactly love and light you do it like this or it does not work now with that being said if you are in your very first steps i would actually suggest following the year today with wicca only because wicca the there are a lot of good things about it depending on what type of wicca it is but primarily the one thing that i like for somebody who's trying to learn is it's very structured. It's almost like an actual like high school or an elementary to where you know what you're going to research. That way you don't get all over the place. But after that though, after the, like the second going on your second year, that's when you need to venture. But also know m- not all, but a lot of Wiccan authors, older or newer, they kind of put that you do it like this or it just doesn't work. That's bullshit. Um, but I would at least wait until your second year if you're going to try to do a ritual or a spell. No, I'm going to say ritual in that spit. Of drawing down or becoming anything like that. Because that means that you're in taking that divine energy. God, goddess, uh, eternal, go anything that. in between. I'd go further than that. No. I, 
until you are a hundred percent comfortable in your craft, and I don't mean being like. Yeah, if you're afraid like, of what goes bump in the night, you no, do not need to try to take in a god or goddess. Not. I'm sorry, you don't. Like, and that will eventually fade when it comes to your practice, when like, you gain more confidence in your own power. You, you need to be to the point where, like, if you reach for something, and what you're trying to do, you already know what you're reaching for and why you're doing it before you even interact and with, with a god or goddess. Exactly. Like with that, too, another hot topic that needs to also be expressed when you do make contact, because what some people are under the assumption of, of when you try, like, basically a lot of younger people are, under, or I don't mean younger people as in their age, just as in a craft-wise, witchcraft-wise. Um, they believe that a god or goddess has to come to you. That's not always true. You, If you're drawn to somebody, set up an altar, do your research, know what they like, what they don't like, learn their history, learn their their beginning um, and then go from there. They may not always answer, but any, either way, what you're doing, if you think a divine force is reaching out to you, or like a god or a goddess, or an inferno, or whatever you want to call it, you need to vet them. You need to make sure you are actually talking to what you, what they're representing themselves as talking to, because you're going to wind up interacting with the trickster spirit, and that can go all different types of ways. Not trying to scare you, but this is the reality of deep diving into the world between worlds. 100%. When you make a literature space, a sacred space, like a full-blown circle where you're invoking the elements or the animals or whatever you do, you're also going to attract yourself because it's kind of going to be like a flickering light in just a black abyss. So multiple spirits are going to be drawn. At the end of the day, you will know after you really deep dive into the craft, you will know if you're instinctual or not. You will start to pick up on the bones. And there are bones to the craft. The bones are what you need to consider that. And I'm not saying that any other witches are less or more. No, anybody there can practice magic. It's just there are some people magic. that are naturally are born with their own bodies are naturally attuned to being able to feel energy manipulate energy sorry about that bubbers um projecting that energy taking that energy yep. in hiring it or lowering it just like there are artists um athletes musicians yep. that literally randomly wake up one day and just boom they're made for it it does not mean that that takes anything and also sometimes it takes time to wake that up yep. because if we look at magic not as in social media and hollywood sees it now but if you look up appalachian folk magic or most folk practices you'll learn that they did not consider these things magic they considered it a way of life which means it's going to look like modern day mundane shit that we go through every day which means and taking that definition to account here in the United States, which is where I'm at, specifically born and raised, um, if you have multiple generations here, especially dating back to the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, up into the 90s, depending on the region, I guarantee you at some point in time, you either A, had a full-blown practicing witch, and or you had people that dabbled in it or were gifted, but due to their region, they didn't call it psychics or mediums or... You know, they had their own terms. 
You just have to tap into that. The, the, there's a thing. Um, <clears throat> you, you have to realize that witchcraft is really not Hollywood. It's abstract. You have to fucking see that witchcraft is a form of science. And if psychiatry. See, yes, absolutely. It's a form of psychiatry. Spicy psychiatry, if we will. But if you cannot see witchcraft as a form of science and psychiatry, you do not need to practice. Because it is a mental state, 100%. Mental, emotional, and physical. Yeah, you have to make sure you're in the right fucking mental state emotional state and be paying attention to what you're using and why you are going to do what you're going to do and the energies you're tapping into and that also means if you are on a mental health resident prescribed by your doctor continue taking that just like it was prescribed taking modern day medicine it or mental health medicine is not going to taint or disrupt your spiritual journey or witchcraft journey also with alcohol it's not going to disrupt it i wanted to throw that out there if you're not in the same to a point you're right but what i mean by that is if you're not in a a balanced mind state to do magic that balanced mind state is going to be different as long as you have one foot in reality very strong foot you'll be good but like obviously and also think before you cast or hex hexing is not always the answer and magic is not always the answer they can help each other and mundane wise and magic can help each other but automatically thinking magic and spells are automatically going to fix your life is going to get you nowhere in magic you have to realize that magic yes it can affect our physical worlds and it can help us gain or maintain things that we really need and want. The key to a spell, if you don't truly want it deep down inside, no matter how much you put into it, it may not manifest. But also with that, know that try the mundane route before the magic route. And just because you did a spell does not mean you do not have footwork to make sure and to kind of show the universe and the energies that you fully want what you're trying to manifest to you.